Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Through the life of Jesus, I, I want to show you One of Satan's main schemes applies to all of us. It's to tempt us to sin. You see, life is filled with temptations and common to all of us. You were tempted this week. Actually, you'll be tempted every day. I was tempted this week. All of us are tempted. It's common to us. Now, God never tempts anybody, the Bible tells us that. He does test us. It's always pleasing to find a shortcut to doing a job or while driving. Shortcuts in work and driving save time and frustration. Shortcuts in the Christian walk, however, don't work out so well. God has a plan for us and a timing for that plan. And if we try to get ahead of Him, things rarely end well. Pastor Mark is teaching from Luke and showing us how Jesus handled things like temptation. Jesus resisted temptation because he was filled with the Holy Spirit and he didn't rely on his strength to resist the devil. He used scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit and he expects us to do the same. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he begins his message, Learning How to Defeat Temptation. What comes to your mind when you see these two interesting words? Shortcut, cutting corners. Now, if you're married, shortcut should come to your mind because there's been a time when you were driving as a husband and you said to your wife, I know a shortcut. And what did your wife say to you? Don't take it. (laughs) And you took it. And there's marriage counseling right after that conversation. We were coming back last week from the meeting where we were with pastors from 50 nations of the world. And I don't know whether it was Google or whether it was MapQuest, but whatever that lady is, we're driving 95. She says, accident, up ahead, shortcut. So we turned and followed her. I don't know where she was leading us, but she is lost. She needed Jesus. (laughs) We just got away from that, got back on the turnpike, took a right, and got back on the road. See, a shortcut in a car, big deal. Okay, you can kind of correct it and get on. A shortcut in lots of things in life just to get from point A to point B quicker, sometimes it's okay. A shortcut spiritually is not okay. And we're going to see this morning that Satan loves us to take shortcuts. And as you look at that in your life, to cut a corner spiritually when it comes to God's will, mm -mm, never ends up 
good. We're going to watch Satan offer Jesus tempting shortcuts. We begin Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, the wilderness, where for 40 days, watch this, he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of those, he was hungry. Luke introduces us. Remember, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He came at the age of around 30 to be baptized in water by John. Then he's baptized in the Holy Spirit, so he's full of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing before he does one day of ministry, he's led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. So we're introduced to spiritual warfare. Our main enemy, same one Jesus is facing, Satan. You see, the moment you became a believer, a follower of Christ, a lifelong spiritual war began. Now, many people are ignorant about that. They don't even believe in Satan. They think he's just an essence. No, he's a real person, just like God, the Holy Spirit, is a real person. And their understanding of his devices, the way he schemes, his plans, they're clueless. So Paul warns us, he says this in 2 Corinthians 11, 2, 11, so that Satan will not outsmart us for we are very familiar with his evil schemes. So today, through the life of Jesus, I, I want to show you one of Satan's main schemes applies to all of us. It's to tempt us to sin. You see, life is filled with temptations and common to all of us. You were tempted this week. Actually, you'll be tempted every day. I was tempted this week. All of us are tempted. It's common to us. Now, God never tempts anybody, the Bible tells us that. He does test us. But God is going to allow Satan to tempt Jesus. But he's going to use it as a test. God, when he tests us, and he does often, when he tests us, it's to bring out the best in us, to mature us spiritually. So he allows all kinds of things so we can learn to be dependent on him. It's growing me in my dependence on God. On the opposite side, Satan tempts us to bring out the worst in us. He's trying to bring us down. You'll see today, he's trying to bring Jesus down. So he wants you and I to basically do life apart from God and apart from the will of God in our lives. So let me just ask you to write a couple things down. Here we, here's just write this first thing down, temptation. It's It's used by Satan, and of course demons, circumstances, people, to lead us into sin. That's his goal. Into sin and away from God's will. That's where he's going. He isn't going just to tempt you. He has an ulterior motive to get you to sin 
and then to get you away from God's will. The next thing you begin to see, it's a very profound statement. Temptation is tempting. You didn't get it, did you? That's like stupid, isn't it? Hello. When you drive by a donut shop this morning, it's not tempting until you see the person walking out with that donut. (laughs) What is it then? Tempting. It's tempting. So temptation is tempting. It's universal. It's all over the world. Every single person. And I wish I could say something different, but it's ongoing. It never stops. It's a battle between God and Satan in your life, in my life. There's no way to get around with it. Now, look back at verse 1, and I want you to circle this word. Jesus, look at it. What's the next word? Full. Circle the word. Full of the Holy Spirit. Returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit in the desert. Here's the next thing you want to write. This is very important. Being filled with the Spirit, Jesus is full. Now he's going to be tempted. Being filled with the Spirit doesn't eliminate testing and temptation. You see, it is not a sin to be tempted. Jesus is going to be, it's never a sin to be tempted. That's ongoing in our life. The sin comes when we give in to the temptation. When we do what we're tempted and we shouldn't do. So understand, some people kind of have this idea that when they become spiritual enough, whatever that means, that Satan will leave them alone. I'm sorry, it never gets to that place. Here's Jesus. He's perfect. He's sinless. He's full of the Holy Spirit and he's tempted. So you and I will never get to the place ever where temptation doesn't come into our life. Jesus is fully controlled by the Spirit, yet he's going to be tempted for 40 days. Now, we're going to watch Satan use his kind of schemes to get Jesus to disobey God's will. But I can already tell you the end of the story. Jesus will defeat Satan every time. Now, here's something maybe you haven't thought about. If this is a story familiar to you, because we see it in three of the Gospels. Jesus was tempted for four O days, 40. All we have record of is probably around the last day or two, three temptations. We don't really know what happened in others. But he was tempted for full 40 days. Now, as you look at that, You say, well, Pastor Mark, why are we studying it? That's Jesus. I'm not Jesus. Yes, but remember what our series is about as we go through the book of Luke? Learning from the everyday life of Jesus. See, Jesus is our role model. We're never going to be like him, but we're to become like him. And we're going to watch as he goes through all of these things in life. Now, let's go back and just remember who this Jesus is. Fully God, and yet at his birth, he came and put skin on, and he came to earth as a man, like you and me. He came to do life so he could relate to you and me. He could be touched. He could be feeling. He had all these temptations that you have and I have. So we wouldn't say, well, Pastor Mark, of course he passed every one of these. He's God. Well, he was God. 
But he didn't do it as God. He did it as a man filled with the spirit of God. So the book of Hebrews, which is the book about better, Jesus is better than the law. Watch what it says. This is encouraging to you and me today. See, a lot of people think God's aloof, way off somewhere, could care less about us, impersonal, wrong. A very personal God. Watch this. Hebrews 4.15. The high priest of ours, Jesus, understands our weaknesses. He lived with those 12 disciples. He understood weaknesses. He understands you. For he faced all the same testings we do. Yet, the difference between Jesus and you and me never failed. We fail often. He never failed. So, all the temptations we see in life, Jesus experienced them. But he passed them all. He didn't fail. Look at Hebrews 2.18. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing... He is able to help us. He knows how we feel. He can sympathize with us. He helps us when we are being tested. So we're not doing life alone. See, if you're not a Christian this morning, you're doing life alone. By the way, Satan doesn't test you too much because he's already got you. He doesn't really care for you. You're already in sin. You're doing things that aren't right automatically by our old sin nature. So God has come to help us walk through these kind of things. He understands us. He sympathizes with us. He helps us through these testings. He is our role model. Since he's our role model, and we're going to see three temptations, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this. I need to listen up and learn how Jesus does it. So let's just turn your neighbor and tell him that right now. Come on, tell him. I need to listen up and learn how in the world Jesus does it. He's our role model. Notice I didn't say I'm your role model. Don't laugh at me. You're not the role model either. But Jesus is. So that's why we're studying it. Now, let me give you just a quick reminder He will defeat every temptation as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Everyone. So here's the weapons. We're going to see four weapons that Jesus uses. Same weapons you and I have available to us. He wasn't special. Same weapons. Weapon number one. Learn to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke doesn't start Luke chapter 4 saying this. And Jesus was led into the wilderness. What does he say? Jesus was full of the Spirit and led. Now, why does he say that? Because the key, number one, to the victory of beating temptation was being filled with the Spirit of God. Understand, that is the key. That's why weapon number one. Jesus was always full of the Holy Spirit. He was always submitted to and obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, you and I are not. We are not always full. Let's review quickly over the last couple weeks. Remember, if you were here last week, you saw three relationships with the Holy Spirit. First relationship, before you were a Christian, how many remember the pitcher of water? Last week, how many remember the pitcher of water? Okay, and here's a glass. Right next to the pitcher of water is an unbeliever. What's the first role of the Holy Spirit? Convict us of what? Sin. 
Holy Spirit comes alongside and says, you better listen to that pastor or that guy that's speaking or the lady or whatever, the person witnessing to you. You need God. You're doing life without God. You're going to end up badly. So the Holy Spirit convicts us. The next thing the Holy Spirit does, first relationship is convicted of sin. He's wanting us to accept Christ. The next thing I do, if I repent and believe, and some of you will do that today, you'll become a believer doing the right thing. Where does the Holy Spirit go? Tell me, where does the Holy Spirit go? Well, he goes what? Inside. The water went right into what? Right into the glass. And he's inside of us. And what is he doing? Helping us to become like Christ. That's what he's there for. And then when Jesus came back after going to the cross, his disciples go, we're ready. We're ready, man. We're going to take this world. And he said, no, 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 no. Time out. You need to go to Jerusalem away to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. So we watched Jesus be baptized by the Spirit. We watched him be full by the Spirit. We watched him be led by the Spirit. And we'll watch him, what? Minister in the Spirit. But Jesus is always full. He never sinned. What about you and me? Hmm. I've been filled with the Spirit often, but Paul tells us in Ephesians, keep on being filled. Now, why would he say keep on being filled if I've already been filled? Well, because unlike Jesus, I sin. Now, Billy Graham says, it's a very, very theological term, and it's probably over most of your heads, but I'm pretty brilliant, so I'm going to give it to you anyway. Billy Graham says the reason we have to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit is because we leak. (laughs) That's really spiritual, isn't it? (laughs) Here's a glass, and there's a little crack in the glass, or it's a coffee cup from one of the coffee places, and it has a leak, and you sit it there, and pretty soon it's half full and empty. Pastor Mark, what do you mean we leak? When I'm not under the control of the Holy Spirit, whose control am I under? Me. My wife will tell you that's not a good thing. Don't laugh at me. It's the same for you. So I have to keep on coming under the control. I have to keep on submitting. I'm going to teach you that next week. That's what it's going to look like. Because unlike Jesus, we don't remain full. And if the key to defeating the enemy is being filled with the Spirit, then I'm in trouble if I'm under the control of Mark. Balmer. Now, understand, Satan wanted Jesus to fail in these temptations by relying on his own strength, his own power and wisdom. That is not being filled with the Spirit. I'm smart enough. I'm wise enough. I can do this myself. I've got plenty of experience. Let me just do it. And we forget the first thing in our bracelet says, pray first. No, you can't do that. Jesus defeated Satan by being filled with the Holy Spirit, not by being filled with himself. God designed our lives to be lived in the power of the Spirit. Otherwise, we will not overcome the temptations. Paul speaks about this. He says this. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of our sinful nature. When you and I were born again, God came to live within us. Our spirit was renewed. But the problem is, I'm left with my old nature. So you'll see in a moment, there's this fight that goes on within me. I want to do the right thing, but I'm tempted to do my own thing. Very common in all of our lives. So as we go through this, 
You and I have to live in a state controlled by the Spirit, allowing Him to minister to us, allowing Him to control me. And there's an amazing passage in the book of Romans where Paul says this, once I'm controlled by the Spirit and Satan comes to me, I have the power of God to say this, no to Satan and his temptation. Just turn to your neighbor with your hand up. Come on, with your hand like this and say, no, no, no. So when that donut comes, I just put my hand up and say, no to that temptation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, without the Spirit of God, what's the next picture look like? Back to it. So spiritually, it's the same thing. So we're going to see Jesus say, not no to a donut. Jesus is going to say this, no to the shortcut you're trying to get me to do. A shortcut is doing life without God, without God's timing, without God's will, without God's word, without the worship of God. Jesus is going to say, no, I will not do it. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Satan uses lots of things. Let me show you a key verse, three ways we're going to learn he tempts us this morning. For all that's in the world, Satan rules the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So we're going to see three ways, there's more, but three ways Satan tempts us. He's going to tempt us through desires, our desire to satisfy a physical appetite. There's going to be a desire to go outside the appetites that God gives us, the desires that are good. Second, a desire for possessions. See, we kind of think if we get more, it brings satisfaction. But there's a point in life where we certain, as we get older, we go, you know what, I'm going to get less of this stuff because it don't, it's just a pain. I don't want it. Less, less, last big one this morning our desire for prideful public recognition. So all of these temptations are going to follow through in these three strong human drives. Now, look at verse 3. Luke 4, verse 3. And the devil said to him, if, the real language means since, Since you are the Son of God, look at me for a moment. Since you are the Son of God. Isn't it interesting that Satan knows Jesus is the Son of God, but most unbelievers don't believe it? Now, why is that? Because Satan's a great deceiver. He knows who he's talking to. He's talking to God. He knows that. So watch it as we read it correctly. The devil said to him, since you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Today we learn that temptation is tempting and that being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't eliminate temptation. Fortunately, God has given us weapons to fight temptation, being filled with the Spirit, prayer, fasting, and the Word. Using these weapons will give us the ability to defeat the devil and our three strong human desires, physical appetites, desire for possessions, and wanting prideful public recognition. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. As we continue in the book of Luke, Pastor Mark will be teaching us further about the role and importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives in resisting temptation. He will be pointing out the human gateways to temptation, the lust of the eyes, of the flesh, and the pride of life, and how by doing what Jesus did and was able to resist the temptations of the devil for 40 days, we can have victory in our lives as well. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving